Hey gang, that's Holly. And that's Brooke, and this is the Macabcast. Episode 21. And I'm Nikon. Oh, I'm Nikon. Well, episode. My friend. I mean, I don't own them. Yeah. (laughs) I I do. (laughs) That's not true. Are you loading me out to Holly? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm loaning you. I don't like this. Why is there coffee all over my hands? Because you were making us coffee. I've... Our new thing now, apparently, is making lattes for... Recording. <laughs> recording our episodes. Yeah. If anyone hears any, like, ice clinking, thank you, Nikon. It's because of we're all having ice lattes, courtesy of Brooke's new espresso machine. Courtesy of my friend Maddie, honestly. Yeah. That um, sold it to me on the cheap. <laughs> on the cheap. She said... Uh, she said, former roommate discount. <laughs> nice. That's what she said. Yeah. We take those. Um, also, today is our first episode, episode 21, our first sweat-isode, where I'm going to be sweating <laughs> the whole time because it's fucking 80 degrees and it's like not it's even not May It's not 80 yet. degrees. It's 76. It's 77 degrees in my apartment right okay. now. Okay. That's fine. 78. Yeah, it is a warm one today. Sweatisode. Sweat. It's our first sweatisode since last summer, when we first started this. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there was a sweatisode yeah. before. I'm wrong. It's I our mean, first sweatisode at the table. Because <laughs> technically, I don't know why it was so hot in mm. September mm-hmm. still. Because that's when no, we I were remember that it was in September also. It was October. Our first episode aired October. Well, no, 3rd. but we were recording them in September. Oh, you're right. Yeah, get it together, bro. Yeah, you're right. Hey, I. I've had three cups of coffee today. So your memory should be working better. No, it's worse. Much worse. <laughs> much worse. That's what, Which is why this is not my episode. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is my episode. And as teased in last episode, I'm going to be doing this, the myth of, I guess, yeah. Or Anthology? the mytholo- mythological figure, the Seamorg, which... Can you I'm say looking, that again? I'm looking at Nikon to make sure I pronounced it right. Seymour. Um, Seymour. Okay. That's all I needed. I needed, I was going to ask you to say it again, but to the side so I could see your mouth moving. Because I couldn't, oh. I couldn't hear the word you said without seeing your mouth. <laughs> Amazing. We've got some auditory processing issues here. Um, Actually, both of us. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I guess, are we starting? That was fast. No yeah, intro I mean, this round. I, I mean, no correction since last episode as we recorded it yesterday. Yeah, that's true. Or the day before. Um, yeah, no, I think we I think we just go for it on these ones. Yeah. Um, Let's go. Yeah, but uh, my, first, my first thing will be my sources, as usual. Um, Wikipedia was nice. very helpful for this one. Um, also... Ron- EronicaOnline.org. I'm sorry. What? Like Britannica? But Iran. Yeah, but Iran. Oh, you said Iran. Yeah. Iran. I thought you said erotica. It sounded like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see now. You know Holly with her light reading. Yeah. Holly, Holly in Ace. In Ace <laughs> reads erotica.com <laughs> for fun. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no. <laughs> That's funny. No. Goodbye. Um, I also looked at mythlock.com. Um, I don't like that name, but okay. 
there also was a article from the Daily Saba. Saba. Yeah, but I'm, I'm confused because I'm like, is this the same as Saba? Your but I'm name? like, Not but it's, it's, it's a common around well, you. Well, because it's spelled S A B A H, and yeah, so I'm like, is that the Saba. same? Saba. Okay. Is that how your friend spells it? He spells it S A B A. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's um, also a boy and a girl's name. Nice. Um, I also got stuff from mythisfandom.com, uh, theosophynw.org. Uh, actually, I didn't get anything from there. Never mind. You're a liar. I take it back. Don't lie to the audience. Um, and I did get a good amount of information from Zoro- Zoroastrians.net, um, which apparently is its own it had like a lot of really good information um, zoro zoroastrian i know but he, yeah. the way you said it's <laughs> sorry zoroastrian um also in my references for this one is nikon um mm. because if you haven't gotten it by now yeah listening to the pod what nikon's iranian Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I was like, "What? Where are you going with this?" Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I'm also, also Here in my go. references is because I haven't mentioned that it's an Iranian like myth yet, and so I was like, "Where did you?" What about the erotica Iranian thing just now? I mean, I I would figure it would track for people, but you never know. Um, Holly thinks our listeners are idiots. <laughs> But yes, in my references for this time is also Nikon because they gave me the idea for this one because we were talking about like cryptids and mythological figures and stuff and they were like, you should do one on the Seamorg. It's one that I like because it's a giant bird. And I was like, Mm-mm. it's a giant bird and it comes from, and it's Iranian mythology. Yeah. And, and so I have them in my list also because they helped me with some of the pronunciations and I will be side-eyeing them during this this episode to be like, did I say that right? So for the getting into the actual like mythological figure of this, um, we're going to be taking a small departure from it being super macabre because this one actually ended up being way more wholesome than I intended Aww. it to be. That's good um, because all of the stuff I've been covering lately is like really fucked up. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, for what it's worth, when Holly started looking, and we started looking at, like, pictures, we were like, I don't know how nice it is. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like it not eats very people. nice. But I'll show it you. I people? have pictures. Oh, it, it looks, looks like, like it eats okay, people. Okay, I Brooke, see. don't look up pictures. I have them. Okay. I'm not looking up pictures. Okay, good. Um, so the Seamorg is an Iranian mythical figure that is actually similar to a phoenix. But Whoa is its own separate mythological figure. Um, All of the articles were extremely clear about that, of like, while it has some characteristics that are similar to a phoenix, it's not like, it's it's not just a reiteration of the same thing. Because you know how there are like, there's the same creature, like exactly the same in multiple cultures, mythologies, Mm -hmm. but they're just called different names. Yeah. There are certain things like that, but this is not one of them. Well, I, I would just say about that that 
Just like how this creature is like very specifically culturally Iranian, mm-hmm. the phoenix is very like culturally Asian. Yeah, like East Asian, mm-hmm. and so I think um, like that seems obvious to me because like yeah. I've I've even for some reason always known that about phoenixes. Yeah, that it was like a which is specifically Asian. Interesting that you say that because a lot of the articles that I was reading were like, yeah, the European phoenix. And I was like, what? That's not true. Um, yeah. Who so, says that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, my first introductions to f- phoenixes Harry Potter. Was Harry Potter. Yeah. But I knew that it was like a um you know, Asian symbol type thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So then to describe what the Seamorg looks like, um, it is depicted as a, I never know whether to say as a winged creature or a winged, winged. creature, because I like winged. Me too. Um, I like winged. It's like the word, it's like when her, this is again, Harry Potter, fuck JK Rowling, but, mm. but mm-hmm. the part in the Deathly Hallows, I think part one, when she says a hooded figure. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's the way you should say it, you know? Yeah. Like, it feels the same way as what you're saying, like, winged. Yeah. Wait, how else would you say hooded? No, figure. Figure. Like, there's just certain, like, figure? ways. Yes. Yeah. That's that... what she's saying, but oh. she has an accent. So she's yeah. saying, like, a hooded figure, like, but she says it differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I like when people say things spicy. Yeah. Mm. But, um... It's depicted as a winged creature, like a bird, but huge. Um, <laughs> like a really big bird. Like a super big bird. Does it have long? Okay, I'll, let I'll you... show you the okay. pictures in a second. We'll post them. I just too. need to know. I just need to decide whether or not I'm scared of it. Yes, you are. Um, it does have a long neck. How long? Like duck or like goose? Um, like, like goose, like peacock. Ugh. Yeah. Like duck, duck, goose. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, The feathers that it has are the color of copper. Nice. Um, It's big enough to carry off elephants and whales. Holy shit. So, like, when I say it's a huge bird, it's a huge bird. Elephants? Yeah. There's actually one. What kind of whales, though? I don't know. I feel like whales. not like blue whales, but like I mean, it's, it's I was like like a humpback, maybe. like no know. way. You never <laughs> Those know. Things are fucking huge. I mean, that one picture that or like artistic rendition of it that we saw, it was carrying like eight different elephants. You're so. right. Okay, so, I need to see these pictures. <laughs> they're pretty cool. Yeah, it's like the old style them. art too. Yeah, I'll show you in a second. Jeez. Um, it's also depicted as a peacock with the head of a dog. And the claws of a lion. Okay, nice. Sometimes with a human face, which is cursed. How, I have a question. Uh How does it have a head of a dog with a human face? With a human face? Don't know. Um, Does it have a snoot? (laughs) Yes. Because that's what makes a dog's head, like, dog-like, other than the ears. Yeah, so it was described I think it's not like concurrently. I think sometimes it's described as having a dog head. Sometimes it's described as having a human face, but not at the same time. Okay. Um, I don't know why, but I just pictured a beagle. But instead of having a schnoot, it just has a person face on the front. I hate that. I know. I- it's terrifying. 
But it has the floofy ears, you know. Do I you hate that. Remember the 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 not necessarily villain, but like villain in Avatar: The Last Airbender that like had all the faces. Yes. Oh like, yeah. The yeah. Of many faces. Mm-hmm. I forget its name. Yeah. The one but that was like, like in the swamp? That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. As that's well. what I was thinking of. The like spider thingy. Yeah. Yeah. That has like it can change or faces. Like, I guess it wasn't a spider. It was like a centipede kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. It was. But yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I'm imagining that as well, but. I don't know how I don't it works. like anything that's cylindrical. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yes, I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, some writings have also described it more like a bat, but it does have feathers, so, you know. Not very much like Not a bat. like, not super a lot like a bat. Um, okay. It is unambiguously female, even though a bunch of the articles that I read used he, him pronouns, so I guess... I guess the Seamorg is just gender fluid. Um, nice. Nice. Yeah. That's my hot take. I uh, love <laughs> um, sh- I like that it's, like, female. Like, specifically female is interesting. Yeah, like, it th- is. Like, that you're saying, like, biologic, like, what what would be considered, like, not like a woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, I think they consider it female because there are a lot of different stories oh. where she like suckles her young and so she is part mammal um because there are like many stories of that yes i have a very important question yes does this fall under like the harpy titty situation um none of the like artistic renditions of it have titties that's so disappointing (laughs) When we when I finally get around to covering harpies, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that for the next one. Yeah. Because like genuinely, what, oh, harpies, what was ha- yeah. what was happening? I don't when know. <laughs> I don't know. The pictures when you Google harpies are fucking amazing. Yeah. But yeah, no, this one she she does not have titties. Um, what does she suck? Okay, it's fine. I mean, she probably does. They're just not in any of the like paintings or. I mean, yeah, yeah but I feel like the paintings also like are the kind where like it could be obscured or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also thinking too like the classic harpy I always think of is the one in the amazing animated film The Last Unicorn, in which it's named as Hecate, and nice. it has three tits. Oh my gosh. Actively in the animation, and I think it's hilarious. Amazing. Wait, are its tits a Hecate trio? I know what I I feel like we should cut this, but like is one of them like old and then one's like middle <laughs> Like the three fates, but like yeah. titties. Well like a Hecate. No, you, we should, right? have you ever seen The Last Unicorn? So good. No. Oh, I think okay. Kat has it on DVD you can borrow it. We watch it. Um, but yes, titties aside, uh, we, she also, um, is the, she's also said to inhabit areas that have a lot of water specifically. Um, not sure what the reasoning is for that aside from that water is good. Um, she got to take baths. Yeah. Gotta and take she's a some big bath. bird. Yeah. I, I guess like that's, that's a really big bathtub for the bird. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she, she just is cares about her hygiene. So, um, I do have some pictures I'm to ready. show. Um, the first one is like a very old picture, it looks like. And so the art style is very interesting. Um, <gasps> I love it already. 
and then you'll have to, I love it. Yeah, you'll have oh, to hand great. that back to me so I can show you the other pictures. The too. neck isn't as long as you were describing. Not in that one. Some of the other ones. Okay. Yeah. This picture is sexy. Yeah. This that, this looks like the rooster in the um, Robin Hood. Movie. It does. Yeah. Um, I like how it has like the lightning bolt hair coming yeah, off it's of it. Fun. Yeah. So I have that one, and then the other ones that I have, you'll be able to kind of scroll through. Um, and the second and last picture that I show you guys, um, you're going to be confused about now, but I will explain them. Yeah. No, uh, these are the ones <laughs> I saw when I Googled it. And yeah. Yeah. There's three of them right now, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm glad I at least get to Hello? edit this because I want to. What's See, this is what I meant by I thought it ate people. What's happening? Wait, why? <laughs> like, especially the one in the mouth? There's two in the mouth. Yeah. But, like, you know the one where it looks like it's, like, gobbling up his entire ass? Gobble. <laughs> yeah, they ate that ass. <laughs> and I don't mean, like, in a sexy way. I mean, like, the entire, like, rear end is all in the mouth. Wait, actually, something I want to say on the podcast. Okay. You guys are both in the group chat on Snapchat. Yeah. You got the Snapchat of the funny bumper sticker, right? Yes. That said, and I quote... Racism is small dick energy. Yeah. Which yeah. I took a picture of because I thought it was so funny. Well, I couldn't take a picture of the other one because I was on the freeway, but the other bumper sticker said, Mothman ate my entire ass at Denny's. And I was <laughs> screaming in my car That's last so night. Because I, I just saw Mothman and then I got closer and I, said, I saw ate my whole ass. And then I was like, wait, what? And it said at Denny's. That's like, amazing. De- like in the Denny's font. <laughs> Why is this, why is it being held like this? I will tell you why there is a random, extremely pale baby being held by the Seymour. Bald baby. <laughs> Most babies are bald. It, Some I of them aren't. I mean, not like bald, I came bald, out of the womb like... ready to be scared of bald people. Excellent. Chosen bald, to be, to be clear. <laughs> also, the, its body looks like a pineapple in this picture. You look like a pineapple in oh. that picture? Look at its body. That's a pineapple. <laughs> That's a pineapple. That is a, it's like a green pineapple, it, right? Yeah. You're telling me that that isn't a pineapple? That is a pineapple. <laughs> Goodbye. I, my favorite works. part of the first picture is the person who's holding onto the legs. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they got their dogs out. Their dogs out. They're, they're all barefoot. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, and Say yeah. goodbye to the people. Goodbye, everyone. I'll see you again in another life. Oh, my God. Oh, That's no. So that Why sounds you like that? you're dying. Um, Nikon... And by another life, I mean another episode. <laughs> Nikon needs to go GM. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not even GMing. You're not GMing? Oh, you're, pl- you're playing. I'm playing. Yeah. They have other prior commitments. So the rest of this will be Nikon free, unfortunately. I'm, a, I'm really bummed about it because I want to learn everything because I actually don't know a ton about the Seymour. That's part of why I wanted Holly to cover it. Well, I thought it would be really cool to learn about it. But. You'll get to learn about it in editing. I know. Tomorrow. True. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, Nikon. Thank you. Bye. Um, so the name Seymour 
uh, actually translates to 30 birds. And, 30? Yeah, 30 oh, birds shit. in Farsi, um, which I'll actually come back around to the translation of that later because it it comes it comes back in a very punny way which is very nice um uh but the the bird portion of the name has etymology that suggests it specifically references birds of prey which i think is interesting because the sea morgue is considered like a very benevolent figure (gasps) i love Um, it yeah so getting into the mythology of it, since we know that it is just a giant bird, um, the Seamorg has always been seen as benevolent. Um, she's considered to be so old that she has seen the destruction of the world three times over. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. A side note about that is that I absolutely love myths that include the world being destroyed and reborn multiple times. Me too. Like, I think I just, they're great. Yeah, I think they're really interesting. And there's a similar thing that actually happens in, um, like, with the world being created and destroyed and recreated in the Mayan in Mayan mythology mm-hmm. in the Popova, which um, is like the Kiche like written Mayan myth like record. Um, it's just I could get into that very I'm, separately. You very, should get oh, into that very separately. I've done on a lot of episode. research on that, but <laughs> how about an episode? Yeah. Because what a lot of people who listen might not know is that Holly is in a published work oh yeah it's not published yet still i mean but but it's going to be yeah yeah i will be a published con contributor to a anthology about um la llorona which is a like she's also a mythical figure are you gonna cover her i hadn't considered it but i probably should i think that'd be fun um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> this whole time I assumed it was on your list. No, she wasn't on my list, but I'm going to put her on there now because I've done all the research already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, so that was just like a side note. But right. back to the humor. Um, because she lived so long, she contains all the knowledge of the world. And because she has yeah, seen she was the there. destruction of the world three Good times over. Yeah. Um, and so the humor is associated with wisdom a lot of times and like knowledge and that sort of stuff um the seamorg supposedly lived 1700 years before plunging into flames which is where it gets its similarity to the phoenix okay um because of that like you know plunging into the flames and being reborn type of thing um the seamorg also purifies the land and water um, giving like fertility to the earth oh and is considered the mediator between the earth and sky oh um, which okay. i think is partially why it's a bird figure because mm-hmm. you know and close to water is right being that intermediary between earth and sky and, sure, sure, you know sure. um the seamorg is also closely associated with healing which okay. is interesting um it's because the Seamorg roosts in the Tree of Life, which is also called the... Oh, this is where I need a Nikon. Uh, I forgot how they told me to pronounce it. Um, it's also called the home. 
or Hauma. And when the Seamorg started to fly from the Tree of Life, she shook the branches, which contained the branches of this the Tree of Life contain seeds from every single plant on Earth. Oh my God! Um, and so when she when she like flew away from her roost in the tree, it shook the branches and the seeds fell from the tree of life and covered the world like creating all oh my of god the that's amazing of, yeah all the types of plants that's so beautiful yeah and and in creating all of those plants created like cures for all of the diseases mm-hmm. um so the it's like she's just like very closely associated with that like healing and creation of yeah plant life um Mm-hmm. The the Seamorg also has its evil counterpart called the Kamok. Um, when Kamok appears, he spreads his wings over the earth and stops the rain from getting to the earth, and it causes droughts. Was it? Okay. Um, and that's like her supposedly evil counterpart. I That's iconic, first of all. Yeah. I love... Is... is that one also female? No, that one. Everything that I've read about that one was coded, like male. Hmm. So I was hoping they would be ladies. Ladies at war. Yeah, because that's hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, except for their birds. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I do have some like very specific stories about the Seymour in different mythologies as well, which I will get into Ooh. now. Um. The most common one that I came across was the story of Seymourg and Prince Zal. Um, so I'll start with that one. Okay. Um, it shows up in Ferdowsi's Salama, and the prince Zalezar was born to his father, Sam. Um, but when he was born, they found out that he was albino, um, oh. which is the very pale bald baby that you saw in those paintings oh that's why it had white hair yeah okay uh-huh. okay that makes sense yeah because yeah, yeah. i was like what happened to its head yeah i was confused also like it's a middle eastern myth why is this baby like pale with white hair yeah that's what but... was confusing to me <laughs> yeah i was like what happened to this person they look like they've been sucked like yeah all of the like everything is gone yeah um... <laughs> all of the life was sucked out of them no so zal zal was albino um, his father thought that his albinism meant that he was demonic. And, um, rude. Yeah, and left him in the Albers Mountains to die. Um, rude. Yeah, just why? like left him. Why in, ex- in history and in myth is that a thing? I mean, I know that there were a lot of like actual, actual moments where people were like, let's just leave these babies to die of exposure. Right. But I'm like, that's such a cruel way to, like, just, I, just like, end their this suffering is really if fucked you're up. gonna kill them. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, this is really fucked up, but, like, if you're gonna kill the baby, just kill it. Like, I'm sorry. It's it's really just to ease their own guilt. Yeah, it's more cruel, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, so that's what... Not that I want babies to die. No, just to but, clarify. like... But, like, why would you let them suffer? Why not just kill them? If you're gonna... If, you're already killing them. Why not just yeah. kill them fast? And if you can't, like, stomach killing them fast, maybe you shouldn't be killing people. Yeah, why are you killing people? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, also, yeah, so 
Zal was left up in the mountains to die to of exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sea morgue was out in the mountains searching for food for her children when she found Zol abandoned and decided to take him in. Aww. Um, one article specifically oh, that's why she's carrying. Yeah, the one article specifically said that she gave him uh, the the tender parts of the meat that she was. Um, getting so that he could suck the blood from oh, the meat because oh. she didn't have milk for him okay yeah mm-hmm. so i don't think that's interchangeable i know so i guess first of all the seamorg is carnivorous question mark and also that child is a vampire um yeah because there's that i don't think blood is a good equivalent exchange for milk no, but I don't think whatever so. uh <laughs> um after after Zol had grown up, his father had a dream about him and decided that he did kind of a shitty thing by leaving his son out to die of exposure. Wow. Um, and felt super bad about it. So he went to go find his son. Um, he found Zol with with Seymour, who who eventually, like, let Zol go with his father and, like, go back to living with people because up and, and, like, at this time, Zol was, like, essentially an adult. Okay. And, like, had... So the... Uh, it took him that long to be, like, I feel kind of bad about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Okay, then. Yeah. Before Zol left, Seymour gave him three feathers so that he could burn... so that he could burn them if he ever needed to summon her for help because um, she was basically, like... I raised you all of this time. Here's my feathers if you need me. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, I don't like the creepy baby painting, though. No, the creepy baby painting was a little bit alarming. I think before I read any of the I didn't think it was a baby. No, it doesn't. It's got those, like, you know, all those, like, Renaissance <laughs> paintings where it looks like someone has never seen a child? It's got that same vibe. I love those pictures so much. Yeah. Those are my favorite when it's, it's just like, like a miniature human. Yeah, it's like a tiny man. Yeah. With, like, a little powdered wig on. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a child. It's, I'm it's like, supposed what is to be happening? a baby. They're just just like naked yeah <laughs> also can we talk about how it's like really hot out but and i don't have a blanket on my lap or anything and fern just came up and curled up really cozy on my Aww. lap and she's like really cute she and is she very cute looking up at me Aww. what a cute little girl she's so sweet um but yes so she gave him her three feathers um Zal ended up using one feather when his son was being born um, and because his wife was having like some serious complications with the childbirth. Okay. Um, and Seymour, he called on Seymour and Seymour responded and helped Zal's wife by performing essentially a C-section. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And providing healing herbs for <sighs> the wound. I love when myth, like or not even myth, but, like, stories mm-hmm. talk about that kind of stuff and, like, put, like, in history, like, C-sections and things yeah. like that. Like, I just find that really fascinating. Yeah. Like, the whole arc of the, I mean, the whole, like, uh, almost like a deus ex machina, like, at the end of um, Macbeth mm-hmm. is that the that guy was born by C-section. And so he was never born... Yeah, but and they mean that like by a traditional sense, and that's how he like gets oh like that's how he gets away with it basically. Yeah. Like that kind of thing is so interesting to me. Well, yeah, and I'm I also am like 
this means that at the time that these myths were being like created Mm -hmm. or like talked about which is like way way back in history Mm -hmm. that was already a concept which i think is so fascinating you know like and primitive which is like a a it's a it's a coded word which is unfortunate yeah Um, you you i I don't know how else to say what i'm saying but like but like very like far back historical societies yeah (laughs) the phrase i was gonna say is like primitive science yeah which like I'm not, I hope that doesn't sound bad, but. Early science. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And especially with this one, because a lot of times I feel like there are references to C-sections, but it's like the woman is dies. And yeah, so she it's, dies. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, that was just ripping the baby out of a womb. That wasn't so that, that, necessarily yeah, that's not a C-section. C-section. That's um, murder. Yeah. So, but this, this specifically like mentions the healing of the mother as well, which that's so is cool. great. Yeah. Um, she also, the Seamorg also helped Zal another time by extracting arrows from his son Rostam's body and his son's horse's body as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And healing the wounds. Yeah. So this is like partly why there's so much reference to healing as well. That's so interesting. Yeah, which actually one of the articles that I was reading was a letter to an editor of a medical society in Iran um and it was someone writing in being like, "Hey, instead of the like Greek westernized symbol of like healing which is the greek um whose staff is that maddie would know i think it's hermes yeah staff it's it's hermes Um, yeah and the snakes yeah with the snakes they were like instead of that symbol as being a medical symbol the seamark should be the symbol in iran (gasps) for medical and like for healing because of these myths yeah Yeah. no that's so Um, true yeah and it was it was just really interesting um yeah. Wow, that's so fascinating. Yeah. Wow, you're like, I'm just like, wow, this whole wow. episode, I'm like uh, fucking Owen Wilson yeah. over here. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Um, but it is, it is also possible, we were talking about the Seymour counterparts earlier, her like oh, evil, yeah, the bad evil counterpart. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also possible that Seymour also has another counterpart. Oh. By the same name. Who's evil? Seamorg 2. Seamorg part 2. Part 2. The other theory about this, which I'm more inclined to believe, is that it's not not a different being using the exact same name. It's just her, and she has multiple parts of herself. It's almost like... Um, (laughs) It's almost like a female can have multiple, you know... Multiple aspects aspects, to her personality. yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you for putting those words. I can't talk today. <laughs> That's okay. It's a good thing it's my episode this time. <laughs> yeah, this is a mess. I'm so sorry. Um, so this other theory is that it's the same creature and that the Seamorg is just not always benevolent, which yeah. I tend to lean towards that one. Um, in the same book that I was mentioning before with the with the tale of um, Zalazar, uh the Seamorg is an enemy to the the hero um, Esfandiar. Esfandiar mm-hmm. uh, kills kills the Seamorg as part of his seven exploits by building a big spiked chariot where the spikes are swords, and 
That's kind of metal. I know. And cuts the Seamorg up into little pieces. See, I don't like that part, yeah. but having a chariot with swords pointing out the front is metal as fuck. Yeah, it yeah. Well, and like not pointing out the front, like covered in it. Like <laughs> like just like it's just a it, there's just swords. Hey, this is my chariot. <laughs> Everybody come check it out. It's made of knives. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Don't sit down right there. It's, it's made knives. of knives. That seat in the back, knives. that's knives. <laughs> the steering wheel, knives. <laughs> I like the idea that a chariot would have a steering wheel. Yeah, I mean, you gotta steer somehow, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, also, I want, it, I want it to be clear to everyone listening. I know that if it's a chariot, it's probably horse-drawn and you yeah, have to use Yeah, but that's what doesn't make sense whatever. to me. No, no, uh, that's why I was making a joke. But listen, if they can't get the humor by now, yeah. come on. But also... Here's the 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 logic confusing that, okay? Uh-huh. If horse horses, for example, are pulling a chariot with swords on it, yeah, in the front, wouldn't of it, the horses would also be, get attacked? Yeah, because the point is that is it not that it's like ramming into the the how do you say it again? Seamorg, Seamorg, mm-hmm. and it's stabbing it. Yeah. So the horses are in front of. Where are the horses going when the stabbing is occurring? Well, maybe I think it was like the sides of the chariot. So they're just like swords. drifting into it. <laughs> yeah. Just like chariot drifting. Yeah. Chariot drifting. That's so casual though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about the like logistics, logistics think... of this chariot sword. Okay. Were they very aware of the logistics? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, but either way, mm-hmm. people are like, the Seamorg is evil, maybe, or like is not not evil, but like there are instances where the Seamorg isn't this, like, benevolent and, like, well-meaning right. creature, which I don't think that means it's a separate mythological no. figure, especially when you consider, like, other mythologies that have a similar thing that happen, where, like, um, like I'm thinking a lot about Mayan mythology and how a lot of the, like, goddesses have like go by multiple names because they're multiple aspects of the same goddess so it's like multiple people in one well I also think like it's not untrue that people or beings in general can be kind of like dichotomous in that way yeah exactly like because you know you're thinking of like all these things that you have all this experience in right yeah I I keep thinking of the crone yeah like from Samhain Mm -hmm. where it's like the crone is good and bad, though. Yeah. Because it's an ushering in of death. Yeah, exactly. And But that's part of nature's cycle, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's... Well, and I also think about... I mean, this... I also think about, like, if we want to talk about, like, Christian mythology... Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up because, frankly... Of, like the idea of three in one like god as being three in one yeah god holy spirit jesus christ and they all have different aspects and attributes yeah so like this is something it's a very common thing that we have in like throughout every like sphere of mythology basically where you have things that have multiple aspects i also think like people have a hard time rationalizing like that some something could be benevolent but also do bad things. Yeah. Just like how people can't 
wrap their heads around the idea that like people can be good people and do bad things sometimes yeah or the other way around vice versa yeah and I think people also tend to have a hard time with like specifically like beings that are supposed to be like super powerful Mm -hmm. being you know being in some way flawed in how they perceive a being should be yeah yeah but I personally don't think that it's a flaw to no. be not benevolent all the time. Yeah, I would agree yeah. to that. Um, but, yeah, so it's just, it's really interesting the way that it, you know. That's, I, that is very interesting because that, again, dichotomy. It's yeah. just, like, bringing in this, like, very complex. Yeah, it's very much a, you see this in, like, a lot of mythology outside of western mythology yeah of course <laughs> um, yeah because western like the western mythos is really like focused on individuality and on like boxes a lot and, of like, times i was gonna say roles yeah so that's really interesting that you were about to say boxes which is very similar just yeah. like you are put in a box yeah and that is what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and unless you are almost like seek out the opportunity yeah people won't change yeah which it's it's just interesting to look at that as opposed to like if you look at like um indigenous mythology mm-hmm. where you have even just like the way that people are allowed to be yeah. in societies yeah. because in indigenous like cultures you had um two-spirit right which are uh, is essentially like in our modern day vocabulary what people would refer to as being Mm -hmm. non-binary although many indigenous communities like use the term two-spirit because that's the original term right Um, which is I believe now also included in it is the LGBTQIA DP plus yeah because it's DP is it plus DP or DP plus I forget (laughs) DP. Yeah. Demi and Pan? Pan. Oh, okay. I hadn't seen the DP, but it's yeah. Mm. Um but yes, it is included. Um I found that out at my So new I guess it would be two spirit would I I don't know if that would just be It's included as two S. Two S? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like the number two? Yeah, the okay, number cool. two. Because I was like, there's plus. already a T, so my brain was like, ugh. I was like trying to <laughs> picture it. <laughs> no, it's included as the number two S and then plus. It should be, it should be, um, they should just, <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if it was like to the power of T? <laughs> to the power of two. <laughs> T squared. T squared. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that that was a huge like side tangent I'm so sorry. on my part of getting into like No, it's me too. But it's just really cool. I love mythology and I love the way that like other like cultures have had their own language and like belief systems yeah. around certain things and it's just really interesting I mean, for me to learn about. I I agree and I would say like there's something so fascinating and like honestly fulfilling to learn about mm-hmm. about mythology because it is such a it's it's all the b- 
beautiful ways that people have tried to make sense of things that they mm-hmm. cannot make sense of. Yeah. Which I think is so fascinating. Yeah, I love it. It's I not to get like say, well, this is a wholesome episode, okay? Like I know. I wanna say it's like a dive into whimsy, but whimsy isn't the right word to describe it because it sounds very like dismissive of it. Um, yeah, it's. I just I like the like spiritual aspect. Yeah, of me too. Of mythology, mm-hmm. of like connecting with, because a lot of mythologies are just so rooted in the natural world. Mm-hmm. I like the like spirituality that comes along with yeah. mythology that's rooted in like the natural world. Yeah, I think me it's too. cool. Um, we digress. We digress. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to the steamwork, though. Sorry. Um, there are a couple of uh, Kurdish folk tales about the steamwork as well. Ooh. Um, one in which a hero rescues the steamwork's babies by killing a snake that was trying to eat them. And the Interesting. S- yeah. A snake. The snake is apparently like a mortal enemy of the sea morgue. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they don't get along. Uh, they don't get along. They don't get along. funny the way that you said that. Uh, the, as a reward, the sea morgue gives him three feathers that he can burn when he needs help. And That is so cool. Yeah. Um, he ends up burning one of them and asks her to carry him to a far-off land. Mm-hmm. Um, other stories, other Kurdish stories say that he asks to be carried to the netherworld. Um, that just made me think of Minecraft. I know. I could see it in your face. <laughs> My eyes started glazing over, and I the started turning world. into a square. Um, on on the journey to the netherworld, uh, the Seamorg apparently feeds the hero, and then he also feeds her sheep's fat and water. Gross. Um, Ew, that combination? Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, it's not great. But... Um, there's also an Armenian tale that's very similar about the Seamark. Interesting. Because it, like, crosses... I mean, you know. Locationally. Yeah. Um, but in the Armenian tale, the hero is lost in the netherworld. Um, the hero kills a snake in the netherworld. Okay. Which, it's unclear whether the snake was coming after her babies, who were also in the netherworld mm-hmm. or not, so don't know. One more Minecraft joke, one more. Just give me one more. Uh-huh. Okay. I kept waiting for you to be like, kill a snake, but then it'd be like a mob from Minecraft uh-huh. instead. Oh my so gosh. So you'd be like, he killed a pigman. <laughs> he killed an enderman. Oh my god. He killed gosh. a guest. <laughs> Such a nerd. No. Um, he kills a snake. Uh, and then he, after killing the snake, he goes to sleep under a tree in the oh. netherworld. okay. With the baby Seamorgs. With um, the babies? Yeah. That's he, so cute. Yeah. The baby Seamorgs are just hanging out. I bet they're so cute. I bet they're huge, too. Oh, that's alarming. Like an emu. I hate that. Because I hate the, emus. The regular Seamorg is so big, its babies have to be huge as well. That's true. Unless they just, like, grow hella in, like, one day. Can you imagine if they came out really small? Tiny. Like, Polly Pocket size oh, for, no. for for the, the Seamorg? Yeah. Tiny. Um, the Seamorg ends up finding him and shields him with her wings from the sun and takes him to the world of light as a reward. Which wow. I'm assuming the world of light just means, like, not the netherworld. I, yeah, um, probably just, like... Back, back to, to the, the world. world. Yeah. 
um the hero in this story feeds her sheep fat and wine um, oh well that's a slight improvement yeah but he ends up running out of food to feed her so he cuts off a strip of his own leg to feed to her um and in a, okay yeah a strip yeah like he like cuts into the fat of his thigh and like cuts off a chunk Mm-mm. and is like here take this seamorg and did the seamorg even ask <laughs> the seamorg no. was like i'm good then. yeah well because she was like she she literally didn't take it she wouldn't eat it and um, <laughs> so instead of taking it the seamorg uses her healing to put the flesh back onto his body because she's like no. nice she's like uh no thanks and she, he's like what i don't taste good what you don't you don't like it well you don't want it it was not good for you <laughs> was that good for you oh my god um <laughs> so yeah that's that's another tale of the sea i mean that's cursed as fuck i love it yeah there's also some references to it in literature nice um in so. classical and modern persian literature the seamorg is thought to be a metaphor for god um, per- okay. Particularly in Sufi mysticism. Okay. Which, if you remember, Sufi mysticism is also like a big part of that book that we read called. Y- you didn't even have to say. I yeah, already knew. Tuba yeah. and the Meaning, of, and the meaning night. of Night, which, which is an amazing yeah, book. If you haven't read it, go read it. It will change your fucking it's life. So, I don't know how to describe the way that that book is good. It's it's beautiful and confusing. And if anyone has ever read um, any of Murakami's books, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, what I'm blanking on the like most popular one, I think it's like One Q ninety four or eighty four or something like that. But Murakami has a lot of really popular books similar to that, but not sexist. I the way I've always felt about. It's like a book. combination of that and Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Oh, yes. Except for also not sexist. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on that book were always just that, like, it made me, as I am a woman, mm-hmm. and I understood and felt differently about femininity. Yeah. And, like, what it means to be a woman, just kind of, like, in general. Yeah. And, like, what it means for women to, like, be womening with other women. Yeah. Like, there was... It, yeah. it changed it changed the, my perspective a lot on yeah. myself even yeah it was very it's very good yeah it was very very good um so this this poem um actually doesn't have a ton to do with like that particular type of literature sure but kind of um okay. but one poem where the seymour is mentioned is farid al Aldine's The Parliament of the Birds or Conference of the Birds, depending on like who's translating, I guess, okay. because it, you know, I can't read it sure. in its original language. Um, uh, and the poem is from the 12th century. Wow. Um, yeah. So, like, this, I don't think I really mentioned like time frame you of didn't. this myth, but I'm assuming people know that like it's a mythological figure, it dates back really far. Yeah. Um, so this thank you for clarifying yeah (laughs) i assumed it was like pre-1500 yeah 
like way pre fifteen. Yeah. yeah, like we're getting into like the. She's looking. It wild. it originated as like oral tradition. Yeah. So you know. So who knows even how um, far back it can go too? You know. Yeah. So this poem is from the twelfth century, um, and in the poem, there are a, all of the birds of the world gather to figure out who their king is. Nice. And end up they end up deciding to search for the Seamorg because of the Seamorg's, like, knowledge and because they're a giant bird who maybe could be king. To me, obviously, she should be the king. Yeah. Um, Each of the birds ends up representing a different human fault that prevents people from enlightenment, and the birds have to cross seven valleys, which which are named things like quest, love, knowledge, etc., um, to reach Seamorg. And while I was, while I was, like, reading the description of this poem, which, to be clear, I didn't read the actual poem itself, because it's long, um, I would like to eventually, but... I'm literally dying to know what you're about to yeah, say. Yeah, while I was reading the description, I was like, this sounds like Pilgrim's oh, Progress. That's what I was <laughs> gonna say! That's literally, you and I, Holly, yeah. same. I was literally thinking that just now while you were saying I see you bursting. That. I was waiting to say something. Holly and I hate Pilgrim's I Progress. I hate Pilgrim's Progress. Stupid. And now, now I can add another hatred to it, because I can be like, Pilgrim's Progress, just a cheap knockoff of this poem. Uh, <laughs> yes. Fucking get him. Pilgrim's get Progress is get plagiarism. Em. Get him. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking This poem funny. is from the 12th century. Pilgrim's Progress could never. Pilgrim's Progress fucking blows. Yeah. At Trainer. I hate Pilgrim's Progress so, so much. Um, this is this is now a podcast about... This is a hate podcast about Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's Progress. Progress. <laughs> Disgusting. Um I'm sure this poem is fantastic, though, because they did it first. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, (laughs) by the time the birds got to the the area where the Seamorg was living, only 30 birds had reached the end after going through all of their trials and tribulations. All the other ones that that lost? Losers. Losers. (laughs) Idiots. (laughs) Um, once, Once the birds got there... They asked a, a bird who was already there about the Seamorg, and the bird who was already there puts a paper down in front of them to read, because birds can read, apparently. Nice! Um, the, the paper actually told the story of the bird's journey to, to where the Seamorg was. Okay. And, like, so they were all like, what? This is... This is our journey. Why is it all written down right here? They we just like, got here. They were like, how'd they already know? Yeah. And then the Seamorg appears as well. Um, when, the, when the Seamorg appears, the birds only see their own reflection in the water. They can't see the Seamorg at all. Nice. Um, they, they realize while they're there and they're looking at their reflection in the water and that's all that they can see. Um, they realize that they are actually the Seamorg that they were looking for. And they disappear into the body of the Seamorg and become one with it, which is why Seamorg translates into 30 birds. Oh, you saved that yeah, till the end. I did. Uh huh. Okay, because, Holly, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, this, I mean, that's not why. Good. 
the name happens. You get a plus in podcasting today. Thank you. That's not why the name happens, obviously, because this poem came after Seymour being called Seymour. Mm -hmm. But this poet took that, the, like, name Seymour and made, like, used it as a pun, basically, within their poem. I like it. To be, like, this is how it got its name of the 30 birds. Dad jokes from 1200. Exactly. Except for it was, like, really wholesome and, like, very much about, like, becoming one collectively Uh, and like it's it's beautiful this is like so i don't want this to sound reductionist at all but it kind of like gave me vibes of like when mufasa yeah (laughs) in the lion king which i maybe other people would think that that's me being reductionary but i I love the lion king so yeah (laughs) i love hamlet so sorry like yeah also like I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's very fun. It's very interesting. The way that it was, the description of the poem was written did make me think sometime a little bit about like when in stories they're like, the real lesson is the friendships we made along the way. <laughs> it kind of, <laughs> it's like an episode of Dora. Yeah, but it, it like kind of reminded me of that a little bit, yeah. but I would like to read the actual poem. Me and, too. Because I'm not going to lie. I did read like just descriptions of the poem but, for this. Yeah, you know, sometimes you don't have time. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, the Seamark. Yeah. Um, there are also apparently some like very modern references oh. to the Seamark. Um, the first one was extremely surprising to me, partially because I've only watched like bits and pieces of this movie franchise, um, so I don't know all about it. But um, the first reference that I have is actually from X Men. Uh, apparently. Interesting. Yeah, apparently Jean Grey is yeah. based on the Seamorg, and in Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix, the character is supposedly supposed to become, like, a version of the Seamorg. But I'm not sure, like, how... Interesting. Yeah, but, like, every article I read mentioned it, and I was like, is that real? Like, Wait, really? Yeah. And I was talking to Nikon about it, and they also were like, that's so weird, because is it Jean Grey, like, doesn't, don't they end up as, like, a villain, basically? Um, and I was like, I, mean, I don't know, I've never, like, I haven't seen those ones of the X-Men, so I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, apparently yeah. that is, like, in some way that character is supposed to reference the Seamwork. And maybe they are referencing, like, a darker part of the Seymour, or they're referencing, because it's the X-Men, maybe yeah. they're, like, taking it and twisting it to whatever they want it to be. Um, yeah. You know. I mean... I also just think it's interesting, because, like, Phoenix, mm-hmm. the name... Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, I'm... I, Aside from that, the Jean Grey is white, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's also interesting. If the intention was there, like I wonder why. I mean, I, I Hollywood. Know, <laughs> I know why. Yeah. But I'm also like, why not go all the way then? I yeah, know. yeah. It seems like a very light reference. Is it a reference or is it a something that they said was a reference after the fact? Like how J.K. Rowling is always like 
like retconning it. Yeah. Yeah. LOL. I, the fallacy of authorial intent. Yeah. Okay. I I have a feeling it was probably retconned. That's what I'm assuming. But I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't Not you popping a retcon on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Um Okay. Are you over here? The yeah, I don't I'm not entirely sure on yeah, I've what's never heard going that before. on with That's that. That's really interesting. Um the other thing though is that in two thousand nine there was a tool created to help Iranian citizens avoid government censorship and it was called Seamork. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking fu- that's a funny name yeah. to pick for that. Yeah. So it's not funny. No, but, but it's the like, fact that they chose that as the name. Mm-hmm. Which, like, is interesting because, like, she's a very benevolent figure mm-hmm. and, like, healing yeah. and all of the good things associated with it. I'm like, nice. Good. Hmm. Um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, yeah. So I just have a lot of thoughts about that now. <laughs> that's just interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the Seymour. That's it. Oh, my God. That's it, it ended yeah. so good. I was so, re- I was so ready for more. I know. No, that's right. That's it. That's oh. <laughs> We should book club the poem. Yeah, that would be fun. Let's do that. Let's plan on that, actually. Yeah. Just, like, aside from the podcast. Sorry. Just an aside. Just, just a sec. Planning. Let me just plan something with Holly really quick. No big deal. It's because it's cause Nikon's not here. I know. We're getting all weird. We're getting all wily. Oh, no. <laughs> not that Nikon's the one who keeps us on track. That's, that's you. true. That's true. It's not me, either. I know rip no but yeah so that's um that's our like foray into mythological figures because like we i don't think we've done one not really i guess not because we've but here's the thing what's the difference necessarily between between myth and a cryptid yeah yeah i guess there really isn't one except for i guess mythology has like some sense of i i already decided what it is it's that it's that it's like, do you take it seriously or not? Yeah. It's like, is it is this something that people made up? Yeah. Because please remember that I'm an I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. That's true. So here's the thing. Well, that's semi-true. But I believe in a couple things. <laughs> but all these things are made up and people literally are just picking and choosing which ones they decide are like accurate or not. <laughs> I would say that the difference between cryptid and mythological figure probably has to do with the, like, time period they're created in. That's true. And the level of integration that they have within a culture or society. You know, here's a a funny thought experiment, okay? Hmm. Before I try to do math again, because... I'll just be honest with the audience. We're gonna we just cut out a whole part where we couldn't do math. Yeah, where we both struggled to figure out how many years between like eleven eleven hundred and now. I hate that. I hate that for us. But anyways, I'm just picturing like way, way, way into the future. Mm-hmm. What if thought experiment, okay? Mm-hmm. What if pick a pick a cryptid? Bigfoot. That was not what I would have gone with. Okay. I just first thing that came to mind. I was thinking Mothman. Um, Well, Mothman is, yeah. Yeah, let's go with Mothman instead. Yeah, I like like Mothman better. (laughs) No offense to where we live. (laughs) But anyways, what if, like, over the course of history, that became mythos, like how those things became mythos for us now? That's true. Like, that's just a fascinating thing to think about. You know, everyone has... I mean, not everyone. I guess everyone within the gay community has, like, a weird obsession with Mothman. 
And so I was like, where are you going with that? And then I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, I, I literally have shoes that say Mothman fucks on the laces. Yeah. So like, it wouldn't be that far fetched for people in the future to be like, <laughs> and they're docs. Yeah. That's gay as fuck. Yeah. Like, and, like, we have friends who, like, have Mothman fucks t-shirts and, like, a Mothman dice holder and, like, you know, like, and I know other people who are also gay who, like, are into Mothman. It seems to be a very... people like Mothman. Mothman is so gender. Mothman is a (laughs) queer icon. Honestly. (laughs) I feel like all cryptids are queer icons, though. That's true. There's there's something to be said. Like in that. I feel like Bigfoot uh, <laughs> is also kind of a queer icon. Yeah, that's I'd I'd say less so, but because I also so. feel like middle aged moms are also like weirdly into Bigfoot sometimes. That's a kinky thing, and I think that they need to leave their husbands and deal with that <laughs> issue. <laughs> you heard it, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Well, maybe this isn't the first place they heard it. Maybe. Maybe because I just helped them admit to themselves that that's the truth. Not yeah. that we have, like, very many middle-aged women that listen to the podcast. That's true. You never know. What up, mom? Yeah. <laughs> Do you Have you been secretly in love with Bigfoot this whole time and you didn't tell me? You oh. liar. <laughs> but, yes, they're um, cryptids versus mythological figures who knows jesus anyways uh <laughs> our first myth figure yeah our first i have so many other ones Me that too. i want to do now that i've opened this can yeah. of worms too and like nikon was before this episode as a peek behind the curtain Ooh. um when nikon was suggesting this one to me they were being all small about it and they were like Maybe we shouldn't do this one, though, because it doesn't really fit in with the macabre, and it's, like, not really part of everything. And I was like, okay, I think it's fine. And mythological figures do fit. I think, it fits it. In with yeah. the, I think it fits with the theme. Yeah. I count it. It's fine. There's something about macabre as a concept mm-hmm. that's, like, not necessarily... To me, it's not distinctly negative yeah i agree in my opinion it's sort of like the word melancholy to me which is my favorite word nice because i like feel like that word has a really bittersweet happiness to it i agree in the same and maybe that's just because i love the macabre and that's why we are the macabre cast you know that's possible that that's why i feel like that but i don't know yeah because i in my i just something occurred to me go ahead in my opinion the macabre like Yes, it, like, does cover some, like, very unsettling and, like, horror-esque type Mm -hmm. of things, but I also feel like the macabre includes things that deal with, like, just, I don't know, like, the, I feel like mythological figures fall under the category of things that are, like, the condition of living, yeah. And the condition of living to me falls under the macabre, and maybe that's because of trauma, but, like... Yeah, that's true. I think... I think there's something to be said for the fact that we enjoy it at all. Yeah. That, like, there has to be something positive in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. 
That's interesting. Yeah. But if you'd um, like to hear more of our ramblings about <laughs> uh, the macabre and about our theories about about myth versus cryptid, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> please rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. You can send us an email with those suggestions. Yes. Or corrections. Or your own stories that you want us to tell because we would love to start doing that if people are interested yeah um yeah and your own stories that you can tell I guess you know like anything really that you are like I was told this about this mythical figure and wanted to share it or like yeah or like I my my grandma was haunted I'd love to hear about that the grandma was haunted yeah It's, um, you know, it, it, it could go hand in hand with the idea that like, if you're telling us these stories, then like we could go research those things and then your story could be a part of our retelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I would love that. Yeah. I would. And I know there's stories out there and I know Daniel's listening and he hasn't recorded himself talking about the creepy doll room. I know. I need to get. last job. Yeah. And yeah. have Thomas talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like this this episode was specifically like sponsored, I guess, by <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> by Nikon. This uh, is an ad. Ad for Nikon. Ad for Nikon. Uh this was I mean, this was brought to us by Nikon because yeah. I I mean, I was asking Nikon, I was like, I wanna do like a cryptid. What should I do? Mm-hmm. And they were like, mm, I was like, pick an area of the world. I'm going to start researching cryptids from that area of the world. And they were like, do Middle Eastern. And I was like, okay, done. I like that Nikon then, was like, you were like, pick an area of the world. And Nikon was like, Iran. Yeah. <laughs> it's so iconic. <laughs> and then we were talking about like cryptids and stuff that I was looking at. And they were like, oh, look up this one. It's not a cryptid. It's a mythological figure. But I've always really loved it. I would argue so. they're the same thing. Um, we got off track again. And we were doing our end cut. Well, yeah, but... What I'm saying is, if you have suggestions like that of like, hey, I'd love to hear a story from this area of the world, or I'd love to hear a story from, like, that's like specifically a mythological figure, or like, you know, that's also welcome. One of my, one of the doctors I work with requested that I talk about the game that they would play in the Mayan... Courts. Oh, I've been to one of those game yes. arenas. Yeah. Yeah, that are like really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But like really cool. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what that's called right now, and I'm so sorry. But um, my, uh, this person, this, I've mentioned her before, but she's from Peru. And so, you know, mm-hmm. there's context yeah. there. But she was like, you should talk about that. It'd be super cool. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool. It's a good idea. All right, let's do yeah. it, you know? Yeah, so things like that. And we you, welcome any suggestions. You know, I just want I just want there to be an email in there that's not a, a meme that we received from our friend, which yeah. we appreciate. <laughs> we do we do appreciate the memes. Send us your memes. Uh, our email now that I'm finally gonna say it is themacabcastpod at gmail.com. And you can also follow our Instagram to find pictures of what we talk about, specifically the albino baby thick picture that is just an albino adult being carried by the seamwork. <laughs> being cradled. Yes. By its talons horrifying um <laughs> very pokey it sounds uncomfortable the baby is also naked yeah there's it's a lot yeah. there's also just feet 
everywhere yeah. in those pictures. That's true. Um, but you can find those on our Instagram at the Macabcast Pod. And also thanks Nikon, even though Nikon's not here right now. So sad. And we're gonna have to figure out how to save this without them. <laughs> it's okay. We've got it. We got this. Um, and oh, and thanks Trainer. Yes, thanks Trainer for the music, and. The laughs. The laughs. And, oh, uh, what are you putting in your cabinet, Brooke? Oh, my God. <laughs> you go first. It's your story. I... Okay. Um, in my cabinet, I'm going to put a Seamorg feather. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's so mean that we keep doing this to each other. Okay, then I'm going to put... I have to put something different this time because mm-hmm. last time we matched. I know. We were twins last time with our vials of black poison. <laughs> um Hmm. What do I want to put in my cabinet this time? A bird. You know what I want to put in my cabinet? Huh. A bird skeleton. Oh. Because I still have a dead bird in my freezer. Oh, Brooke. It's been six months. Oh, Brooke. (laughs) Actually, the bird's been in my freezer... For much longer than that. For almost a year now. Yeah. Because that was on my grandpa's birthday that we... Oh, my <laughs> That's <gosh>. coming up. <laughs> oh, no. I gotta get around. Hey, listen. It's hard to get a... <laughs> when when you have executive dysfunction problems, it's yeah. hard to order things online. Yeah, I get it. Because you're like, I don't want to spend the money. I'll do it's, it later. It's heavy, and I have to order special hydrogen peroxide on the internet because it has to be 15%. Oh, my gosh. They don't sell that in stores normally, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing for your cabinet. I like that. Some bird bones. Bird bones. Nice. Um, And what's in your cabinet? Good night. (laughs) Good night.